I will eat Chinese food anywhere. If I see it in a strip mall, I'll get a hankering for it. I once shot a movie out in the desert. It was a tiny little town called Trona, California, truly the middle of the desert. And on the way to get to this location, you would pass a certain, you know, a few like dusty little gas stations and there's a little turnoff in the middle of nowhere and all you can eat Chinese buffet with like a hand painted sign. And of course I stopped there and ate there. And um, of course that night I got violently ill. About a week later, I went back to Los Angeles and I stopped there again. And I <laughs> ate there again. I ate there twice. And I got sick twice. I got sick again. And my thought process was, well, surely I can't. I'm not going to get sick again. That was an anomaly. That was, and the food was good enough. And it was like actually not bad. You know, for the amount of times you've eaten disgusting Chinese food in your life, it's a miracle that you look the way you do. It's oh, a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> that's, you mean I should look handsome good. and fit? Oh, that's so nice. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. You're listening to Life is Short. I'm your handsome, haha, you said it, host, Justin Long. Life could be a dream, sweetheart. With me, as always, is my, I think you're handsome. Come on. Well, sometimes you're not. What? Yes. (laughs) Fuck you. Sometimes you're, by your own, you you know, you know know. when you're better. We have faces. I just don't want you to say it. Right, right. I can say it about myself. Well, what would you say about your face? Right now? Yeah. It looks pretty good it right now. It does it's look kind good. of summer bronzed, <laughs> a little unshaven. Yeah, but we also have very like malleable faces. We have like a lot of we Christian and I used to do this thing where um I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but but you'd shake your head like you'd like shake your you'd let your face go loose and, and then ju- and take a picture of it. Yeah. Sometimes it would look like because my face is so malleable, so malleable. It is. It, it's hard to tell just by looking at me normally. It is. But it is extremely malleable. And by the way, I don't recommend this face shaking. No, thing to we feel, stopped doing because it. I think we were giving ourselves little concussions mm-hmm. doing it. But my picture would often be like. A cartoon, like my mouth would be on the right side of the frame, <laughs> and the like, rest of my face would be totally on the. Other. It was like yeah. it was like cartoon. Goofy, it was like goofy. goofy. Yeah, you know when like dogs and cartoons see like something they're attracted. It's like ah, and their eyes like pop out. It was, and like, I have some crazy pictures of me doing that. Your mouth was cartoonishly exaggerated. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking but of, you that, can't do that anymore with uh, self with uh, camera phones with iPhones. I don't think no, it, it works. doesn't capture it. That I way. don't know. Actually, I haven't well, tried. We should try. Oh, no. Give ourselves a concussion on. <laughs> yeah, I think it made us dumber. I mean, yeah. I I think I've lost. Dad, we did give ourselves because you have to because your brain is knocking oh, into your. I, it's so one stupid. of my biggest regrets. But Even you, though I was really you were good, good at it, it. <laughs> I, I still regret it. So. When you were making that bad decision to uh-huh. uh, eat Chinese food twice that made you sick, you were uh, working on a movie called, it was called One it was Part called Sugar. One, well, it's called Just Add Water Just Now. Just Add Water, okay. Just, dumb title. Dumb t- but, <laughs> well, they're uh, both dumb. It was called One Part Sugar. But there was an actor in that movie, uh, a castmate of yours, who uh, never really amounted to much. No. But, but he's he's a nice person, so we thought we'd have him on the show today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, His it, name's Jonah Hill. Jonah Hill. Um <laughs> And yeah, Jonah was in, we did a, bu- a couple movies together, uh, but like back to back, we just couldn't get enough of, cause we were also living together at the time and it was fun to like commute to work together. Um, but we did this, this little movie and Jonah was the one that t- totally and rightfully so shamed me for eating that Chinese food twice. So funny. And I was like, you know, it made me sick again. He was like, what did you, the fuck you think was going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> I remember him like so incredulous. Are you, are you, 
you, you, you, are you kidding? Um, and he's right. I mean, he was like, yeah, he was right. He was so funny and honest. And um, when you guys lived together in Santa Monica, I lived upstairs from you guys, uh -huh. and um, and we all hung out a bunch. And you know, right when I met him, I knew there was something about him. You know, people say use use the term it factor, mm -hmm. and it's really hard to mm -hmm. define. And there's mm -hmm. something, uh, but with him. I felt that with him. Totally. I mean, I never would have known he'd be like, you know, starring opposite Leonardo DiCaprio. And his, I mean, I never thought like that. But yeah, uh, there was something about him that it's was really kind of special. captivating. Yes, you know? captivating. It's true. He he would like uh, you talk about this in the, in the interview a little bit, but we would all go out and it would be a, a table. It would be like a power player players table mm -hmm. of people. It'd be like Vince Vaughn and Sam Rockwell and these big, these like cool older yeah, people. And really Jonah and I remember Jonah was this like young guy that like hadn't really done anything yet, and he would like hold court and and be like the star yeah. and make everyone laugh and tell these funny stories. And I remember thinking, oh. There's something really special about this yeah, guy. Yeah, he would really turn it on, but it wasn't like didn't feel performancey or he was trying to show off. It no, was just something so natural about he, his he gift. it factor. He had an yeah, it factor. He just had it. He glowed. He like yeah. people wanted to be around him, and and I was I was proud that he was like my friend. So I'd like he's like showing off your, you know, I was I'd like show him off. Uh, and I remember afterwards, everyone had the same reaction. Who is that? You know, people gravitated toward that it was so captivating is a really good word for what he had um he would probably make fun of me for saying that he's captivating <laughs> oh, totally oh my god i would i would love to get the audio of him listening to this uh so you did i wasn't there you did a, the interview in at his house yeah at his house which he immediately felt sheepish about because um it was a house that he in in Bel Air. It was like a very large, like palatial kind of, and he's going to be pissed. I mean, for saying this, but I, I will say he's. It's only temporary, and his, and he goes. The first thing he said, he's like, he's like Sharon picked it out. His mom's name is Sharon, who we should also have on the show because she's such a character and a uh, really sweet person. But like, so, she's a real char character. If you know, in fact, he there's a version of her in the movie uh, Twenty One Jump Street, which Joan I think wrote. Wrote on. on, yeah, and um, I forget the actress. Really good actress plays a version of Sharon Feldstein in oh, that yeah. movie, and his dynamic. So if you've seen that, you'll know kind of who Sharon is. And Jonah and the actress, they have that similar dynamic, which Jonah had with his mom. When I'd go over their house, he'd be like, "Mom," he'd be like, <laughs> he'd kind of like yell at her to be like, "Mom, where are the snacks?" You know, really, he was like a kid, and and uh, she was, "Oh, stop yelling, shut." you shut up and they kind of like give each other shit but in a like affectionate way i'd never really seen that uh yeah. it was really fun to be around i remember he would he's probably not gonna love this either but uh <laughs> he when he lived in that little tiny room that he calls the pantry he listens that, we now know he listens i know uh he used to he lived direct like if you opened his bedroom door <laughs> on one side like he had two doors in his bedroom one open to the kitchen and one open to the laundry area <laughs> And so his room was like a tiny little pantry. And so he literally had a door that opened up to the laundry machine. He was like six feet from the laundry machine. And he used to load his laundry into a big bag every week, get in his car and drive it home to have his mom yes. do the laundry. In Chevy Hills. And we like lived, across town. Yeah, it was kind of a far drive. It wasn't like an easy drive. If you guys don't 
know him. He uh he you do know him, so I'm not even gonna say what he's been in because mm-hmm. you know him and he's been in tons of Just Add Water, <laughs> Strange Wilderness. <laughs> he's been in tons of huge movies and um he's been nominated for two Oscars and now he's uh, an accomplished director. He directed a movie that you guys should all see called Mid Nineties. Mm-hmm. He wrote and directed and uh, it's a coming-of-age story about this group of skateboarders in L.A., and it's really great. He, I think, is going to go on to make more great uh, movies. He's going to go on to direct yeah, more. Yeah, for sure. Um, but you guys should all check that out, and uh, you should all stay tuned for Justin's uh, chat with his old friend. My old roommate. The old roomie. Jonah Hill. Life could be a dream, sweetheart. do Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hello, hello again, Shaboom and Uncle will meet again. My dad has literally never liked nor sp- I think he's seen one to two films I've been in. What? Really? He likes um, Moneyball. <laughs> Uh-huh. And that's pretty yeah, that's much a very, that's, that's a pretty movie. much it, yeah. Because it has to do with math. Oh, <laughs> wait, that's strange. He Sharon... loved Booksmart, by the way. That was his oh. like favorite movie. <laughs> really? He goes, "Oh my god, have you seen Booksmart?" And I was like, "Yeah, Dad." And he's like, "Oh, it's <laughs> such a charmer." Well, maybe because Sharon is so the opposite of Sharon's like. I don't think Sharon's ever been able to watch a movie I've been in. She's just so excited I'm in a movie <laughs> that she can tell her friends that she just. I don't think she's ever like digested any of the ma- uh-huh. material. Oh, so she doesn't like she doesn't like talk to you about it about like in nope. this one scene. <laughs> no, she there's one movie that I I know she was affected by and she talked about it a lot, which was Cyrus. Uh huh. But other than that, I think she's just waiting to like get on social media to what? be like, my son's in a movie. <laughs> but now my sister's like very quickly becoming more oh, famous yeah. than me. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Like this week or past couple weeks especially, Beanie. I'm like watching Beanie, my sister. She was blowing up already, and then she was in Booksmart, and it was like, okay, this is like a star-making kind of performance, yeah. right? And like weirdly similar to, to Superbad, super which was also dope because she, you know her well, and especially when she was young. Yeah, it's so weird to, st- I'm proud of her, and she's great in the movie. She's so good, but it's yeah. still, I can't imagine how you feel, because it's weird for me yeah. to see her success, because I, I, yeah, I so clearly- we, You went we to her at- bar mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I I still think about that for my friends. I'm like, maybe they're used to it with me. I don't know. And maybe it seems less weird. But for me, it's very surreal. Well, I also met you in the capacity of you were an actor when I met you. I mean, like you were on that path. I met Beanie when she was like a kid who was like, had like Broadway. I had just gotten on that path. That's true. And she had wanted to be an That's actress true. since she was like one year old. She was like a real like Broadway baby. She's like she was a, literally a Broadway baby. Yeah, she's Broadway <laughs> Beanie Feldstein, dude. Yeah. That's her name. She came out like, of Sharon. She was like with placenta on her was like, hello, my baby. Hello, my <laughs> Yeah, she was like the WB frog, but, but a little baby. I'm, I'm so proud of her. Yeah. Obviously, you know how dope she is as a person. Yeah. But the things that like made me my, like she doesn't have the insecurities I had huh. and those kind of things that like 
maybe made success not as awesome yeah. for my personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then so she's like a already a formed person and a great formed person. But then I'm watching her go from like kind of like I A think Booksmart was so dope because everyone was like, oh, it's a female super bad. Like instead of running away from that, she like was so confident. She's like, I'm gonna fucking run right into that. Yeah. Cause she loves acting. She really just loves she what it is. She is like a fucking like gnarly died in the wool actress. Yeah. Like yeah. actor. You know, yeah, you just, like you mentioned Sam Rockwell, you ran into him this morning and Yeah, which is your I met Sam through you originally. Yeah. And I've worked with Sam. And then But I feel that way about Sam, don't you? That he is like yeah, I can't Sam imagine is him like, doing anything. Sam else. is like an actor with a capital A. Yeah. I'm like a movie nerd with a soft A and a soft yeah. like W and a maybe a hard D well, or you know well, hard, hey, hard W Take whatever it easy. whatever. Yeah, I meant dire- director, director, <laughs> with a with a, uh, a semi soft D. Um, but like like oh you would say that 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 like the D the D is the hard that's what you I seriously think the last thing I did was Maniac maybe or. Um, uh, so that was like two years. Like Jeez. I haven't acted straight up in like two years. No, and and, and do you feel like this? Do you, are no, you climbing the walls? No, wow. No. I was in therapy, and my therapist asked me. I was like, book smart, beanies blowing up, but still like kind of like a teen movie kind of thing. Um, you know, and then she got cast as Monica Lewinsky oh, like I a didn't week know ago. That. Okay, so she, Ryan Murphy's doing one of those American <laughs> stories or uh-huh. whatever, and she's Monica Lewinsky. And, and Tell me you're not playing Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nah, – there's just too much there of like yeah. – like that's crazy. <laughs> but like, like you know, we have the same agent and my agent was telling me she was went to Harry Potter World with Beanie in London and then no one knew it was getting announced. Like I didn't know oh, about wow. it. She's I, like, I have a secret but I can't tell you about it. Weird. But I read it on the news. Weird. So that's I weird. read it on the news and then my – my agent told me they went back. It got announced while they were at Harry Potter World. Uh-huh. And when they, they left the hotel, there was no photographers and stuff. And when they got back to the hotel, they were like, congrats on Monica wow. Lewinsky. Like, like blah, blah, blah. God, so that's going to be a whole other. I think it's a next kind yeah. of like progression in that thing of like iconic character for like an like amazing director. Totally. Not that, I mean uh, – like you know, they, Olivia, all, they all have been, but like Greta, like all these things, but they're kind of like. But um, similar to, to your progression, like you, you know, I mean, if anyone knows, like you know what those steps are. I mean, yeah, and when it's going to change a little bit, right, and right. so what he said to me is like, "How do you feel? Do you feel like weird?" Like, yeah. like he asked if I felt weird. That's and, a valid question, and it was cool. I was glad he asked yeah. me because I was like, you know, how I know I'm healthy for the first time in my life is like I'm just stoked. Yeah. But I also am grateful not to be in that rat race. Right. Like she's in totally. that rat race. You know what she's entering. She's in the rat race whether she wants to be or not, meaning she's on the wave of like things blowing up and blowing up it's and totally. blowing up. And I am honestly on like <laughs> yeah. kind of like the mellow part of the wave yeah. where you're like riding in a shore and you're like, that was cool, but it was also scary as fuck and also exhausting and like – like. If I don't get cool acting parts again forever and I just direct commercials or I just direct music videos, I'm like, as long as I can like have a family and do stuff like that. You don't, you don't uh, acquire personal – you don't acquire value from from those things. I mean, the, the way you the did. The thing maybe. that made my life good 
was I don't identify with my job anymore. And me too. I feel that. Yeah. Totally. I, and that's awesome. You know, my life really changed when I stopped identifying myself as an actor. Mm-hmm. I, like that became my, that was always my thing. Like I'm, I'm an, I'm an actor. I, I, it was sure. part of my, you know, I think for anyone listening who has like aspirations or isn't, I think that's the most valuable thing uh, to impart. I think it's like be a good person and if you're talented, it'll work out. Mm-hmm. And if you find out you're not that talented, right. <laughs> then you'll no figure something to, else out. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like, I was like, get successful and then shit will fall into place. And yeah. then I had to start the work at like 30 as opposed to like Isn't 15 or something, you well, know? Beanie is now cresting like in a way that you, was that super bad for you or was it even after that? Superbad had the effect because it was just this timing thing of like, it was a runaway, like it was immediately a smash hit, whereas Booksmart, comedy's just in a weird place, like yeah. theatrically, <clears throat> so on and so forth. There's a lot more like intellectualizing that could go into it. But because it wasn't like a runaway smash hit and it was like a critical, beloved, like everyone who saw it loved it, yeah. it was more like she kind of got the illest version, totally, which was like, exactly. was like, you can star in movies now, everyone in the world thinks you're a dope actress, but you're not like famous in Belgium maybe like right now, yes, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, you can't go to Belgium anymore. And for me, it was like, as you know, you know, you're around, like it just, it, it definitely was an overnight thing. I remember that. I mean, and, that was even before the movie came out because there were billboards everywhere. Yeah, it was, com- I mean, it was comically exaggerated, yeah. you know? Like yeah. that's the only way I could put it is like, and, and Michael, you know, uh, even cooler like kind of realized in that moment at 19 he kind of stepped back a little bit because he was like i'm not feeling good in this thing i don't want to speak for him too much but he's a close friend still and like you know i always respected that at 19 he could see what it felt like and go like i'm listening to my feelings and i'm not i'm gonna do my own it's pretty ballsy but uh, i didn't have that and what what was your thing at the time were you like i just want to keep stay on this train i want to keep i was like dude i was just so in my head, like, this is what you wanted. Uh-huh. This is sick. You're in a movie that you actually like. Yeah. You're, you're. Um, but was it not making you, was it, because I've, people, a lot of people I talk to about this kind of thing, they've said a version of this where it, where it was a shock and it was, it was depressing when it didn't, they didn't find happiness in, in that. Like it wasn't enough. I don't think I was clear headed enough to yeah. like even know what happiness was. So I think it was cool in my uh-huh like weird Value mind system. at the time. Yeah. yeah, I was like, dude, I'm like, cool. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> I was like, girls like me but, and like, that's crazy. And like, yeah. as you know, I was like, you know, yeah. a dorky guy that wasn't, you know. Well, like, everyone always like, I mean, that's the thing about you. I remember meeting you and I was so kind of like proud to have discovered you as a friend, if that makes any sense. Like I remember, because so nice. socially you would go to these, I when you met Rockwell, when you met anyone, mm-hmm. you would like hold court and you were just the best to be around, you know, like fucking hilarious. And I, I knew everyone who met you knew you were, mm-hmm. it was special, but I, so I, I hated the thought of that. You're like little secrets, like everybody's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now everyone knows. <laughs> my secret garden. My, yeah. What's that movie? Yeah. Is it a secret garden? Uh, yeah, that everyone now can like walk, prune your hedges. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh shit. I, but I, it was, my point is, I guess it was never a surprise. I was never like, I can't believe this, ha-, you know, um, it, but, but Superbad was so monumental that like the overnight element of it was, was, I guess, a surprise. And I can't imagine how you must have felt. But you also, 
did not take the easy path in terms of like movie stardom. I remember some of those, like, I remember like Transformers when they offered you that. I was like, why would you not do that? I remember thinking, Jonah got offered Transformers too. I, I, that's no. Maybe the, you don't like, if you're like us, you don't see your positive things as much. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, or, or I've been so unhumble in my life. I try and like practice <laughs> humility at all costs because I guess I was able to not do like certain things. Like I did Cyrus instead of the hangover. Right. Right. Like. That was one where I remember, like, people in my life were, like, literally, like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know? Well, like, you, what the fuck? Like, I remember Because the script that. was so dope. Because yeah. I was, like, dude, I was, like, I can't believe I can be in this movie. Yeah. I guess, like, maybe, um, you know, I I come from a fortunate background. Um, so I didn't you, mind being broke. I lived in your, like, pantry, and I <laughs> had a lot of fun, like – you know, like, like I never took, I never took like, you know, my, my dad's a, a, a successful account. My Rich. mom's successful. Rich I didn't, I never front. Yeah. Great people. And I, I had a really like, you know, yeah. I wasn't like a billion, I wasn't billionaire, but I was like, never struggled for money growing yeah, up. Yeah. Your parents were very good parents. I mean, they were like, yeah. I always loved going over your house. Like it, yeah. they, they were just very warm, welcoming people. Um, and <laughs> They're amazing. And they more put like, my dad was like, if you... He's like, first of all, we're not the kind of like we don't have the kind of money where you're getting any money. Uh-huh. That was like what he said to me when I was young. He's uh-huh. like, I know we like live in a house and like you've never had to like never clearly never missed a meal, uh-huh. but like like you know you. He's like, but you don't have anything coming to you. Oh, interesting. So you know, so you make your own way. Make your own way, and yeah. he's like, I don't care if you're like rich. I don't care if you're whatever. If you want to play the violin, but like be the best kind of like be the best violin player and the, be like the best prostitute the best yeah. <laughs> and you know what i wasn't as good yeah. as i i had to realize i wasn't that yeah. talented you had to give up that on. dream yeah wait, wait but when you were a kid did you want to do that i i don't think i ever knew this no i wanted to write for the simpsons that's right that was like all i ever that's wanted to right. do so i was like that was my life's like goal from eight years old I what was, was it like, like then being on the simpsons it was awesome, man. Yes. It was awesome. Everything got so surreal. Yeah, I bet. So yeah. it wasn't like measured. Yeah. It was, was like most... it was like when we were living together the year before. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh my God, if I could meet like Ian Maxtone Graham, who's like a Sims famous yeah. Simpsons writer, I'd like die. To like nine months later, like anyone you've ever thought of or something, yeah. like knows who you are and you get to meet them and stuff. So it it uh it is a wild, truly wild experience. I don't even know if it really happens anymore in the same way. I don't I like maybe if you're like Spider-Man or something. Yeah, <laughs> if you're yeah. like Tom Holland or something. Ask, like, yeah. like especially because movies, I mean it's a whole other it's subject. Whole thing, yeah, yeah, but like I, there's so much shit out there. Yeah. It was like a, a thing. Maybe euphoria is like that now, but yeah. I don't even know. Like I'm Zendaya. too out of touch. Yeah. yeah. I was the Zendaya <laughs> of my time. <laughs> I've often said that. Everyone, when she came out, I, I was like, yo, this is this looks familiar, this shtick. Well, I saw those billboards with her crying. I thought at first it was you, and then I noticed it didn't have a beard. He's um, really going for something. Yeah. He's such a chameleon. Um, how did, how, uh, what was your role with, I, I, this is something else, as well as I know you, I, I never really knew this. What was your role with Beanie and Jordan growing up? Like, how did you fit in with, with the I two of like them? I had like two childhoods. Um... Uh, I was the younger brother. I should say my brother is gone now, which is very sad. But um, I was the younger brother, 
to my older brother who was six years older than me. And that was a challenging thing, but like, it's fine. We were just like older brother, younger brother, you know? You know, I haven't, I'm, I, that's, I'm sorry. I shouldn't, I feel like I shouldn't have brought no, that. No, it's life. I, the idea for me is like, you should be able to talk about things, yeah. you know? I miss him a lot, but he was a very unique guy that he wasn't as open of a human being. And did you know that when you were kids? Was did, did you get a sense of that? I was just too young. Yeah, I kind yeah, of yeah. worked through all the shit when I got older. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, so then he went to college, and then I was like, or he was like, there was only this, a couple years that overlapped with like him and Beanie there. But he was, he was five. He years was old? sixteen when Beanie was born. Oh wow! And I was almost ten. Oh my god! So when Beanie came along. A, I was like, I'm going to be the dopest older brother. That's uh -huh. one, one thing that's important to me. One of the few decisions I made in youth that was sound or uh -huh. good. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to be the best older brother to this person. But also she was like a doll. Yeah. You know, it was yeah, like- there, she, It was no threat. There was no like- Yeah, well, she if she was like, like a boy uh -huh. a year younger than me, my, I might, my insecurities might have raged over, but it was like- what are you going to be mean to this like cute little basketball that's like wearing a dress? She's like heaven on earth. And Beanie was always the best. So yeah. it was like, she, I don't know, she's my, my, my hero, my best friend. I just like, I look up to her a lot. I'm 35 now and I've, I've always tried to like, I like to know what music, is, what's up. I asked Beanie like, yeah. what's the woke shit? I should, what are the you know, kids she, doing? Beanie teaches with elegance, uh -huh. which I think is uh. important. Like she'll correct people. But she doesn't make them feel like jerks or they're evil. There's no judgment in, yeah, in her like, critique. If, if a family member says something like accidentally offensive or something, uh -huh. you know, she's like, yo, you shouldn't say that because of X, Y, and Z and you don't feel attacked. And I mm. think people need to like teach each other without like – because then what happens is someone comes at you that hard, you're like – Fuck you! I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay in my box with my little group of people, and then totally. you don't see the world, and you don't feel these, the world. Well, like that's what leads to these echo chambers and this sense of tribalism. That we're yeah, in there. I mean, it, it, you must have felt like that. You've done things, and you've said things. You've oh gotten in trouble. Oh my god, I've I mean, gotten like, in so much trouble. <laughs> so what's that like? How do you contend with the with that like uh, hostile internet? <laughs> One of my things for me is I don't participate. Smart. It doesn't exist to me. Like like. Smart. Mid-90s was the real thing that got me off the internet. Because of the critique? It was such a personal movie. Yeah, yeah. That whole experience changed my life for the better. Yeah. I was just turned up. Like, I just was like- You were turned. I, I was turned. Yeah. Like, I was four years into a movie. I was like, it couldn't be more, like, emotional, or I, I couldn't have given more of myself to it. Then it was like, we were at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Jeez. Oh, then we were like, dipped down to like 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. And you're Tomatoes. like, 98's amazing, I, but like, who- What's the 2% from? Right. No, but then not even that. It was like I was at 98%. I remember I was on my way to the premiere uh -huh. at the courthouse where I grew up skating. Crazy. They were, they were playing it on a blow-up screen. Figure skating. Figure skating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those who haven't seen mid-90s, yeah. it's the Christy Yamaguchi story, and I was her trainer for many years. Um, but it's like, like a heartwarming like, eye time. Almost like the most emotional thing that could happen, which is like, all my oh friends from God. growing up came that skated there. I'm and sure like, Sharon wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was, she was busy she or was something. <laughs> um, and the Rotten Tomatoes score, which I'm clearly live checking, like clearing, like uh, whatever, pressing enter so it appears again. Like a Maniacally, mental patient. Yeah, yeah like, like it drops from uh, like 98% to 81%. I, of course, I know the exact weird. numbers, which is where it ended up, right? Like 81%. Oh, uh, weird. 
I've had like actual meltdowns, but like I almost like went into shock. Wow. Like watching the number <laughs> drop, it was what got me off the internet entirely God, because I was like my whole the movie didn't matter. My friends I made during the movie didn't matter. Isn't the that... emotions I experienced in the movie didn't matter. Yeah. The learning as a filmmaker didn't matter. Yeah. Your vision gets clouded with yourself. Yeah. And then that's the kind of thing where you're like, get out of self. Obviously, it's like, get help someone be present, be like, blah, you blah, know, blah. No, but, Bob, but, but, <laughs> don't make it, it about you. <laughs> well, you I'm grateful are... I have that chance in my life like multiple times of just fucking up and having the chance to get better as a person. I can see it. I mean, I've seen you. I've seen you go through it and, and we've been through things together and we've, you know, but I think a big part of that. That success, which I think is the, the ultimate success, is um, you have a good family. I mean, you have somebody like Beanie and you have friends from Growing high up, school yeah. still. I mean, you're still friends with those guys, I, I think. Unfortunately, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> well, I was at a bachelor party this weekend in Utah. Paul Downs. Was Paul Downs there? Yes, he was. Oh, I yeah. just saw him last night. I think I've but mentioned him on every <laughs> It was <laughs> my friend from preschool. No kidding. And he was the only one that was like not from our preschool or high school on. Oh, weird. Wait, he was a new friend. you still have a friend from preschool? Yeah, like multi, like 10 of them were on this trip. <laughs> weird. And we put on diapers and play with blocks. No, I was kidding. <laughs> the old days. <laughs> we lived the glory. We, lived the it was, yeah, we, we, we sort of revert back to that behavior. <laughs> oh, sure. You know? but, it, but, but it was Sorry. like... Pulling girls' hair. It, I, it, and everyone sat down and gave a speech about this dude, Matt Dines. He met with me before. He's a great guy. His name is Matt Dines. Shout out Matty D. Everyone gave this speech about him. And everything they said about him was based around the idea that he has always done the right thing huh. and always been a great friend and great person. God, and, I, and my speech was like, <laughs> dude, I am so grateful that you gave me the opportunity. And I'll say the same thing to you. I'm very grateful that you gave me the opportunity, Justin, to give me opportunities even though I haven't always been the most present or good friend. And I think that is like what shows a great person, meaning you, him, various people in my life, life I'll say lives because I've mm -hmm. lived many lives. But like, you know, there are people that do the right thing and then there are people that do the right thing and allow for those who don't always, aren't always there yet to get better. Well, that means means a lot because that, that's now what I value the most. You, you mentioned the kids that you grew up with, these preschool kids. At this, um, sorry, I want to clarify. I yeah. was in Utah at a bachelor party, and the rest of the kids were pre rest of the people were preschoolers <laughs> oh, okay. that were there. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I was the only adult. I, I think I totally <laughs> fucked up that sentence. No, and then in Park City of all places to hang out with preschoolers. It was so, <laughs> dude. All I wanted to do was go to the F the fundamentalist Mormon parts, but oh. they was like two hours away. Oh, Cause I watch all these documentaries on yeah. the FD, FDLS. L Latter-day. You gotta say the F because the F is the fundamentalist. Oh, oh. Those, those are the ones like Warren Jeffs was a fun. Oh, like you under know? the banner of heaven vibes. And, and, and uh, yeah. Warren like Jeffs. Warren Jeffs He's vibes. one of my favorites. He's the ghost. We gotta have. Yeah. <laughs> is he alive? I, uh, I. Dude, watch it. There's a documentary on alive? Showtime about Warren Jeffs that is like, so fucking gnarly, and his voice alone just sends shivers he down canceled? your spine. <laughs> He's in the documentary, and he, when he gets to jail, he like is on the phone with one of those phones with his his boy, like one of his disciples. Like He's like the Colonel. Phones. He's like the Colonel James. <laughs> yeah, he is, and he's on the phone. This point, he goes, 
I am a fraud. I am not a prophet. I have like made all this up. Oh I am like a piece God. of shit. Well, he doesn't curse, but like I'm I'm I have I'm a false prophet, blah, blah, blah. And the dude who hears it is like, he's been possessed. He's been possessed. Like he doesn't believe this. And then like he gets out of his guilt spiral like a week later and he's like, Yes, I was possessed by a spirit. I am the prophet. Lego. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Classic Jeffs. Classic Jeffs bait and switch, dude. The fucking devil spirit bait and switch, bitch. Possess fake possession for a week. Yeah. yeah I'm gonna start using that. Oh wait, I'm whenever I fuck up with friends, I'll be like, oh, I think I may oh, have dude, actually been possessed. Devil spirit. <laughs> do, 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 Hey everyone, I just wanted to pop in and uh, say hello from this beautiful resort right on the beach. <laughs> I'm actually here in the recording studio, Christian's it's Christian studio. Busted. I feel like I kind of am. I'm getting a little taste of the tropics because I've been enjoying Tropical Smoothie Cafe's new chia oatmeal pudding bowl. Ooh, what's that one like? Well, I love chia seeds. I know they're really good for digestion. I think there's protein in there. So I, I want to find ways to, to eat more of them. Um, and, but this one also combines coconut milk, which I love, nice, creamy, healthy without the, uh, the dairy, and steel-cut oats, which um, also healthy, topped with um, chobani. It gets more protein protein with a Greek yogurt, some fresh blueberries, sliced banana, granola, more chia seeds, and, and honey. Ooh, so I, I a little try, bit of sweet. It's good. I, I'd like to try that one. I, I've had the acai bowl, which is very delicious. It's Ooh. it's acai base. I see. Um, fresh strawberries, blueberries, sliced banana, some coconut, granola, Ooh. chia seeds. So get on Tropic Time now as you savor a new Tropic Bowl from your local Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Dell TechFest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technology is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com slash deals. Hello, hello again. Shaboom and up we'll meet again. Yeah, so after Superbad came out, I was, like, super bugged out by how, like, like larger or I talked or to Kevin Bacon about that. About I remember when Kevin didn't Kevin tell you tell us when we hung out with him. We went to that Dave dude, Matthews concert. Dude, I didn't go because I hate Dave Matthews, uh-huh. but I hung out with you guys beforehand. Oh, before, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't hate Dave we Matthews the person. Out. I know yeah. it's okay. I just am like aggressively not a fan of that band. Mm. But like, so I was like, there's no way I'm spending three hours of my life doing this. But we were with the homie Oliver Platt too. Yes. Who was the god? He was one of the coolest dudes I've ever met. Kevin Bacon said one of the funniest things during the, the Grove. concert. I heard this on your show. Oh no no no! But yeah yeah. But the story. But like, did I tell you what, what he said to Togo? No. During the Dave Matthews concert, which I was enjoying, I was like, I didn't realize I liked Dave Matthews as much as I do. But all, all Bro, the songs, I knew you would have liked Dave. Yeah Matthews. yeah. All the all the songs. So sounded, up your alley. <laughs> yes. All the songs sound vaguely the same. It's like do 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 do. They're all kind of like. Halfway through the concert, and there are all these like middle-aged white people dancing around. Uh, Kevin Bacon leaned over to Togo, and he just goes, "Get down, white people." <laughs> and Togo said it's one of the hardest he's ever laughed. That's how I feel about Dave Matthews yeah. Band. It was like I had this carpool driver 
And she had two CDs, Jay-Z, Hard Knock Life, and Dave Matthews Band, whatever fucking album's called. And every day I got one or the other. And on like one day I got to choose, obviously chose Jay-Z. Uh-huh. And then the other day I had to listen to like squeak and like a tuba and a saxophone on the way to like seventh grade. And I was just like, it, it made me uh hate it. Uh-huh. So like Sarah Schechter, my old carpool oh, yeah. driver, I'm gonna shout wait, you Sarah. out. Sarah Schechter? No, you don't know her. Oh, 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 wait. I wonder where she is now. I know a wait a minute, Sarah Schechter. Dude, everyone's named Sarah Schechter. Oh, okay. That's Jewish. Okay. Like I'm named Sarah Schechter. Okay. <laughs> like there's no like um, yeah, I know like 41 oh, Sarah okay. Shekers, okay. and literally that might not even be your name. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. All um, right. But I gotta say like one of the things you did bring me around a lot, like, yeah, like so generous with like, dude, my friend's awesome. Oh my God. And, like, I, I, it was cool. Well, it was, it was really also, appreciated. Well, well, you also made things so fun. I mean, like we had, you know, it was We fun. did have a lot of fun. It was a great time. I, I know it's funny to talk about like, you know, how we've grown and it's not it's good it's it's noticeable but like on a if i were to go through that kind of confused and secure period with anyone i'm glad i went through it with you because we it was just fucking fun it was just a lot of fun i know Uh, there's things i want to talk about like jim right like the guy that we live with oh my god i just think about so justin i'll just say in one of his generous everyone who knows him knows he's such a generous dude i had no money no success no anything. We met on a show called Campus Ladies that you were a regular. Yeah, that was my first. Uh, uh, you were a regular. I think I was a regular or maybe like <laughs> guest. They had me like right. holding on on get multiple so guest stars. We hit it off immediately. It was an all improv show. And I was like. Yeah, actually, I got to give a shout out to Campus Ladies because I was like Cheryl one of my Hines. first jobs. Cheryl Hines produced it. But you were. It was a cool break in that like I did a scene with you. I did a scene with Maya Rudolph. I did a scene with like mad people that I like thought were dope. And yeah. like I was like 19 or something. Yeah, it's I. I just remember being, again, like struck by your most improv actors that age. And I still, I see it all the time. They'll, you see it. They go looking for jokes. You know, like I, Vince would always say, like, you can't go looking for the funny. You got to just stay, you know. Oh, dude, we got to talk stay. about Vince. Oh, God. Oh, that's right. Oh, God. Dude. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Justin introduced <laughs> me to Vince Vaughn initially. In his like generous, well, let me finish my generosity yeah, yeah, real quick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dude, I lived at my parents' house. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was miserable. I was 18. I had just gotten dumped from my first like real relationship. You used to say you had, you used to reference them as your roommates. Yes, you were like, I have a 55 year old roommate and a, <laughs> a male roommate and a 54 year old female roommate. <laughs> Which is a joke I probably lifted from like a Harold Ramis movie uh-huh. or something. Like, I lived at home. You know, that show had ended or something, Uh you know, and it wasn't enough to pay rent. Uh Justin let me live in his house. Well, that's the nice version. It was a pantry. (laughs) I always said I lived in a pantry like in a fairy tale. No one ever believed me. But I lived in a full-on pantry. Yeah, it was a converted – I mean, it was – they called it a bedroom – uh, and I think we called it a, well, we didn't, we called it a pantry. It was, yeah. it, but it, the laundry room was in my room for the whole house, which <laughs> yes. the house was like four units. So it was like people I didn't know doing laundry while I was in my bed, my, my boudoir. <laughs> yeah. And it was right off the kitchen because that's where pantries are. Yeah. It was, I was, uh, I was kitchen adjacent yeah. and laundry room internal. <laughs> so like I, I. <laughs> and we lived with, I had a dog named Moose. Oh my Who God. was really, um. Hypersexual, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Living in that house, I didn't. I don't know if I knew that it was your. I guess I must have. That it was your first time 
Well, I'd gone to college briefly. I think I was yeah, I was right. either 18 or 19. I was very young. You had gone to new school. You went to college in New York. I went to Boulder for one semester. Oh, yeah, Boulder. Got kicked out. My mom calls her a $40,000 sweatshirt. <laughs> you know Wait, her why, best how? line, my mom's best line, is she's like, someone will be like, wow, you've been married to Rich for like 40 years. And she goes, yeah, I've been married 40 years, but it's not serious. Really I think that's the illest line about marriage, like, ever. Yeah, She's really like, yeah, I've been married 40 years, but it's not serious. Your mom's funny. Legend. She, how'd you get kicked out of Boulder again? I got 0. 0.0. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you said that, like, somebody who uh, got kicked out of school. I get a 0. Point no, because it's a line from Animal House. They're like, they get to, oh, they get to oh, jo- oh, oh. John Belushi, oh. and they're like, Lukowski or whatever his uh-huh. name is. They're like, 0. Mm-hmm. Point 0. No, I don't know. Um, so I was, it was a bad well, you. <laughs> Wait, but you but you just didn't do well. I just didn't go ever. Oh. <laughs> what were you so smoking? I begged my parents. I begged my parents not to go to college. I was like, please don't let me go to college. Please don't wh- let me go to you college. You wanted to go right into like try to. I was write like, how do I become a writer? writer? Yeah, I was like, that's all I want to do. Like, please help me. Like, just I don't care. I'll get a job. And you want to? Pay. I never took a dollar from my parents ever. Yeah. I can attest so to that. That's dad, why you're living in the pantry. Yeah, I was living in a pantry just in case anyone thought I was like yeah, made that, in the shade. That is not untrue. Um, and then, and then, um, but you my grew up. Dad with- met with my college counselor without me. Uh huh. And she got the DL on like where I would get in, uh-huh. and he said hot or cold, and I said, "Well, I've never been in snow before, so cold." Uh-huh. And those were, I got into Arizona and Boulder. <laughs> So those were my choices. <laughs> okay. Went so that's to Boulder easy. having never gone there and visiting or anything. Are you serious? They left me there and I was like, all right, this is weird. <laughs> like, I don't relate to like anybody here. Were you like I hacky one sack cool guy? Steven Vosh. I played a lot of bocce ball, smoked uh-huh. a lot of weed. Uh-huh. Well, drank Boulder. a lot of um uh what was it called? It was like Jaeger. a hillbilly singer oh, like or something. No, it was like um Jim Beam and Gatorade or something like that. It was nasty as fuck, you know. Uh-huh. Like, um, so were you just so, but it was was it fun? Did you, or was it just like yeah? I'm there were some fun things, away. but I wasn't like I was just such a waste of life. Yeah. So so, but that, anyway, I I bounced by force. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was forcibly asked to be removed. Uh-huh. And then my dad was like. Dude, you gotta go to college. Like, you can't just like not go to Rich college. Because Rich is an accountant. I mean, he's very he's a very bright guy. He yeah. um, he's also the first person that that uh, told me what your last name was. Yeah. <laughs> when Joan and I were doing accepted for I think a month and a half, you wouldn't tell me. <laughs> you, I was like, he wouldn't tell me his well, last dude, name. Well, dude, it's it's fucking that's a crazy thing even because yeah. I was eighteen years old. My name's Jonah Hill Feldstein. That's uh-huh. like my like birth name or whatever. Um. I was in the SAG office when I was 18 and I just like made that decision. Yeah. That was it. Like, like that decision in that chair when I was 18. And then when my sister kept her last name, I was like, that's so sick. Like, but I was 18. Now I'm 35. Would you have to, Oh, so you think now if you had done it, you would have. Yeah. It's weird now if I like (laughs) changed my name or something, but like, but like what did your 18 year olds shouldn't just like be allowed to like, that's a weird thing for an 18 year old to decide. And then, yeah, you're so unformed at that point. What? What? Did I was you, just like, that's a cool sounding name, or like, I don't it does. know. It's I mean, just it's like, easier. To, it's also e- it's, it's yeah. Also, back then, like you know, you didn't want to. You don't want to be a Jew in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> it's dude, all changed. Dude, but like, I honestly like one of the things I don't, I I love about directing and writing and stuff, but like with acting, like of co- like I had to fight really hard not to be typecast. Yeah. So that's true. I, I'm. My name's Jonah. I'm Jewish. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
Hello, Jonah. I was like, you know, <laughs> like se- severely overweight, funny guy. Something I'm able to talk about now is I wasn't even able to like mention weight because I was so insecure about it. Huh. But now as an adult, I'm like, that's crazy that I let people let, rep- you know, the way- if you read interviews with me and shit, or you read how people review me or they talk about me. Uh-huh. Like, it did major psychological damage to me. And if you read that now, those writers would be like, Oh, yeah. You can't like body shame someone yeah, like that, I blah, bet, blah, blah. Like, bet. they're like, This fat fucking loser is yeah. blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it's like, Yeah, you're funny. Just deal with it, dude. Like, that's your shit, you yeah. know? And you're like, Wait, why am I like fully fucked up? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's really, it, they it was were, crazy. So I just was like, Yo, I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to, and I'm not going to be typecast. And then I got labeled as like over serious. Uh, that yeah. was then my, the next knock on me was like, this dude takes himself so seriously. Right. Everybody else is so easygoing and fun. Like you take yourself seriously. It's like, well, I don't know. Maybe I do. Yeah. And maybe I am a serious person, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. like, and well, now I'm an adult and I'm like, yeah, you know what? I wish I was like as strong as my sister or Michael or people that were yeah. like, like, A, don't fucking like, like in a kind way, like don't be like that towards me. And B, just like, you know, I don't know, just well, we're stronger in some way. Well, you are much more, th- but that's why it must have been, you You mentioned this and, and you you started to talk about it, how your persona, your on-screen persona, because you had done all those comedies, didn't, especially from Superbad, didn't necessarily match up to certainly who you were becoming. No, the way I came to a conclusion was, that's not me. Yeah. Literally what res- they see is not me, uh-huh, what uh-huh. they're talking to is not me. What so um, does that affect the way you behave around them? Do, do, are you then able? Is it easier to say? Yeah, uh-huh, it's easier. Nice to yeah, you. it's easier to be a cool, mellow person. Yeah. yeah. Also, got healthier and happier as a person, which made me like, if I do feel uncomfortable, be like, "Hey, I'm really tired. Like, thank you very much." Yeah. I'm really polite, really respectful. Nowadays, it's really dope for me to watch, actually, because it's like very unmasculine to talk about. But it's like yeah. really dope for me to watch people get uptight and and serious about like body representation and stuff like that uh-huh. because it's something I was trained you either make fun of yourself or let people make fun of you right huh. that's kind of how I was and I was like I can never be like a romantic person in a movie and then that seeped into my head like I can't be a romantic person like in, in real life wow. Wow. I'm wow. just there because I'm I'm the only thing I have to offer is that I'm very funny huh. I mean Hollywood it's like no new news flash is vapid and fucking yeah. shallow and like <laughs> not anymore insane yeah now yeah. they've totally fixed themselves yeah. <laughs> um course corrected but, but like my point being is that yeah that's the kind of shit i was up against when when even when i was really successful yeah yeah even when i was successful Did- i just lost uh, the only part i was interested in in the past two years <laughs> i was attached to and they yeah. rehired because i was too good looking yeah. <laughs> So now I'm, I'm getting I'm getting fucked over for being in too good a shape. Well, that's my problem. That's the problem. I've, that's the uphill Literally, battle I faced. The no, the the, the call crazy. was that I that I was too good looking to play the part. That's, you're talking about the uh, yeah, Richard Jewell movie. But but I've recently met the guy who got the Paul yeah. Hauser, who's a phenomenal actor in person. Just yeah. re- you would really like I'm him. I'm sure but, he's the best. But he said yeah. about you having seen you in accepted and 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 then super bad and he was like that meant a lot to him as a younger person as a heavy person mm-hmm. he was like oh that encouraged me to like seeing you do that and 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 be, find success mm-hmm. was like 
super inspiring to him. He's now like a big, you know, big deal. Yeah. It's super cool to think about that. I don't think five years, six years ago, I'd be able to even acknowledge this conversation at all. That's crazy. Because I would be. What happened? So what, what, what changed? You know, it's easier to be this accepting when you are in better shape. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. easier to have this conversation yeah. when you're in that zone. I won't front like. Yeah, of course. You know, it's not. Of course. But it is. Um, but well, like, sorry. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be happy ever if I let those rules continue to apply to me. And then I mm-hmm. realized I'm going to work in this business. Yeah. And maybe not act that much. The last things I did, which were like maniac, um. Don't worry, he won't get far on foot with with Joaquin oh, Phoenix. That. Yeah, that's Gus my Van favorite Sant. performance. You're so I've good ever in that. It's so different too. It yeah, really I've, like... I've never allowed since I was a kid, and was even tried really hard when I was a kid to not do it. But like, um, it's not cool to be the joke if you don't want to be. Uh huh. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that fucks up your self esteem. I bet. So I did a lot of bad shit as a person because I was like so angry. angry. Yeah. So how much of that did so? So that was very deliberate then, the, the not wanting to address your weight or even make jokes about it. You said there, you go two ways. You either like accept that people make fun of you or you like make fun of yourself. And really the truth is it wasn't, I was never good at accepting that, making yeah. people making fun of me. So I would, could be vicious. Yeah. So like if I saw you heading there, huh. I could eviscerate you. And that's one of the like I weaponry of being funny. Yeah. You know, it's like I'm like had to go into a room and look at every person and think of their flaws because if one of them popped off, I was not allowing that to happen. Yeah. And you, you know? I have to say, I mean, You've I've witnessed that. Yeah. yeah. And, and I haven't done friend, it in years and years and years, really. Like, well, I probably shouldn't say this to encourage it, but as your friend, it was a, like a thing to behold. It was a thing of beauty. And I, I, I would like <laughs> but to say it sit comes back. from pain. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like it comes and from. And I didn't really. They no, you know, acknowledge you know, that. Nor yeah. would anyone, you know. But I it's mean, like, Vince had that too. Vince was the same, dude. You know, he I could, mean, he could eviscerate someone. Yeah. And but he, to me, to this day, he's the funniest human being. When, when he's trying to make you laugh, there's straight up no one in the world that is funny. I in would my put you in that group, and it's a very small group. But it's it's called it's like people who who make your face hurt. You yeah. know, my I cheeks think I would feel hurt. like a baby. Like when Vince would would shine his light on you, like Ugh. to make you laugh, and he was trying to make Ugh. you laugh. There's nothing. I better. felt like an infant, like when they see like <laughs> the aquarium thing, like above their crib. I was like, ah, you know. Yeah, like, you're like you, sheer delight. Yeah, you like yeah. kiss your diaper and like <laughs> scream laugh at the like aquarium, you know. I think he liked both of us because we definitely appreciated him, but like. Because you were funny and we were funny. He loves Justin. Uh, yeah, like, he's been he, really good to me. Dude, he uh, he like right away was like, Justin, like that's my boy. What was it like? But he, uh, you, then you worked with him. Yeah, yeah. I loved yeah, it, dude. Yeah, yeah. He, when all my friends like from growing up came to visit, I mean, we grew up worshiping yeah, Vince. Totally. Like I would say like just as a movie nerd for a second, there's never been a debut like him in Swingers where you're like, that is the actual funniest performance I've ever seen in my life. And the guy looks like Paul Newman. It's crazy. You know, like know. you've never seen like a movie star where you're I like, know. wait, this guy who's like as handsome as Paul Newman is like literally <laughs> yes. Richard Pryor. Like also like that's like, it was like freak of, I remember sitting in the theater with my friend's older brother who took us and I was like, I was even a little kid, like, God damn, that guy's handsome. Yeah. Like, I was like eight or something, <laughs> yeah. like, whatever. But you were yeah. like, dude, this guy is, I, I've never seen a debut like that in a movie yeah. ever. He's ever. Like glorious. I think, I think it might be the most, like, 
exceptional debut performance in a movie of all. But it's not his debut, I guess, but like introduction to an audience. It was maybe. that. It was for me anyway. And and I but and then when we would hang out, he was doing a lot of like dramas. He wanted to be mm-hmm. a more serious Well now he's doing like 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 uh now he's doing he like, works with that one director that he, yeah, like, he did Bone Tomahawk. He yeah. just he just like kicks people's ass. Kind of John Wick vibes <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, he's yeah. like, I'm sorry, what'd you say to me? There's a lot of that now. But he has that, you know, oh, like, so has that intensity, you know? Fuck, so, like, yeah. I'm glad. I just hope, Vince, I haven't seen you in a long time, but just hope you're stoked on what you're doing. Yeah. Life, hope your life's good. I know, I miss him. Life could be a dream, sweetheart. If you're a fan of breathtaking, shocking, and sometimes sinister tales, then check out Audible's new collection of exclusive thrillers. It features captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. So you feel like you're in the story. One title that's next on my list is called Trapdoor by J.P. Pomer. Uh, it's about five strangers. You know I love stories about strangers who get held hostage in a cellar that's filling with water. water. And the whole thing's being live streamed by a camera high above reach. Shorties, listen along with me. As an Audible member, you can get one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash long or text long to 500-500. That's audible.com slash long or text long to 500-500. For all the shorties that want voluminous fanned out lashes, Mm -hmm. this ad is for you. The new L'Oreal Paris Panorama Mascara creates corner to corner panoramic lash volume. Their tapered brush catches every single lash, even those pesky corner lashes. You know who you are, corner lashes. With the Panorama Mascara, you'll easily achieve that effortless, false lashes look. It's one of Christian's favorite looks. Plus, it lasts up to 24 hours and is clump and flake resistant. And just when you thought it couldn't get better, it does. The Panorama Mascara is a lot more affordable than other luxe mascaras. And honestly, it probably does a better job. It's affordable, but it's deceptive because it comes in a premium gold luxe packaging. So if you want a mascara that can do it all, volumize, lengthen, and stay put all day, you can buy the Panorama Mascara on Amazon today. Hello, hello again. Shaboom and the boom meet again. If you're Jewish in my age, <laughs> yeah, like Adam Sandler and the Beastie Boys were like what probably Bob Dylan and uh, fucking like you uh, know Don Rickles were yeah. like 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 my dad's generation. Did, you did, know, did you get to meet Don Rickles? Yeah. What, did oh yeah, he, I met did him he twice. insult you? Yes, he did make a fat joke, but that was okay oh, yeah, for that circumstance. It's the one pass. It was like, dude, you're 90 and you're literally my favorite comedian of all time. Yeah. He he goes, uh, no, but he made fun of himself. It was he goes, I think we go to the same gym. <laughs> It was when I was very overweight, and he was like a little chubby, and he was like, "I think I see you. We go to the same gym." Yeah, but when I had dinner with him one time with Brad Gray, rest in peace, he's gone now. And uh, and uh, when when Wolf of Wall Street came out, because Brad was running Paramount, so it was me, Brad Gray, Cassandra Gray, him, his wife, who was who is lovely, and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh my! And he went in on Leo. What did he so hard? Like the whole dinner, it was we. There's a picture of me, Leo, and Don Rickles. That's uh-huh. like my favorite photograph, that, yeah, that of all time. Like, because he's my favorite comedian me, ever yeah, of all yeah. time, hands down. Like, no one comes close to Don Rickles. Yeah. 
uh, may he rest yeah, in he, beautiful he, peace. Um, and but, right up until the end, he was sharp and brilliant. Dude, yeah. Kill, yeah, this was like what? Whatever. Wall Street, I don't know, like 2012 or yeah. something, 2013. I have no idea. I'm so old now. I don't even understand. What but was like, he saying? But the- he was, Leo was wearing a news hat, like a newsy kind of uh-huh. boy hat. That's kind of his a look. Uh, he, uh, a cap. Yeah, like a he's pay- also, like- let me say, like, uh, Forget what you know or think about yeah. him as an actor and how much he's accomplished. He's one of the top five human beings I've ever met in my entire life and has been there as a friend through thick and thin. Huh. And I love this dude. So it's kind of weird in- because he's so famous that people are like, you refer to him as an actual human being and they yeah. kind of like make a joke out of it or something. Yeah. And I'm very sensitive to that because- Just even saying Leo, it's like- oh, Yeah, you're is, like making fun of me for- or yeah, I feel I yeah. have to make a joke about saying no, that. But yeah. he's my friend and I love him. And yeah. like a human being, besides being brilliant at what he does, is like a brilliant person. That's good to hear. He's an intimidatingly good actor. He's one of the few he's actors the I would be- Him and Joaquin like, are, the two, are the two best. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that, for me, that's like- there's no doubt about it. Yeah. He's so good. And like because of Titanic back in the day, wasn't given, I think, the credit he deserved. Mm-hmm. If you watch Aviator, you're like, oh, dude, he should have won an Oscar for I Aviator. I mean, everything. Yeah. Everything. Does he, and I've heard stories where he can like, there's famous stories where he's like, can be in the middle of a video game, pause it, then go into the scene. Is he? Not a bit, for me, that. Or whatever. That's or reading, true. Like, yeah. like during Wolf of Wall Street, he would be like, dude, so where should we get dinner tonight? Like, blah, blah, blah. And then they yell action. And then he'd be like, Fully Jordan Belfort, like that's crying, insane. screaming, that's whatever. Like, so, that's like savant. Yeah, stuff. he's that's like touched by God. Because my of. other favorite actor with Joaquin, it's like he convinces himself that it's like happening. Uh huh. And I'm like that. Yeah. So like, if I'm doing a movie that's more light, it's like kind of fun acting. Uh-huh. And if I'm doing a movie that's more dark, it, it can be really not fun in in a lot of ways. So like, but with Leo, he's like. He he, he's the best. He's like making you laugh. He's telling you like a great That's story, crazy. and then they yell, and then they yell action, <laughs> and he's like the best actor yeah. you've ever seen. Yeah. So those are my two favorites. And it, what's cool about my life? I'm very lucky, and our job is like you get to watch all these people work. So like they're, also they're my two favorite actors, but their process is completely wow. different from one another. Yeah. Like there's no shade of the same process. That's in either so of them. interesting, isn't so it? So that's cool, dude. Yeah. Like that's a cool thing. Uh, oh, really quick. These are quick. Most commonly used emoji, go. Now, because I started surfing recently, is the surfer oh, really? emoji. <laughs> that's sort of like my thumbs up now. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Kind like of like a bit because like, I, as you said, I get so like in the thing. Like if I start doing something, I yeah, do it like do get- 20 times a week. <laughs> So like surfing, I'm like a month in, and I've gone like probably thirty times. Oh, really? You go with Charlie McDowell? You, you... No, I'm supposed to go oh. with him. He was always offered to teach me in high school and stuff. You remember and Conway, gone... John Conway? Yeah, of course. Oh, you should. Oh, I'll tell you. That, that, every and then you you get into something, and you realize everyone does it, and they're great, and they'll teach you. You know, it's like awesome. The like, first time I I went with Conway, he took me out to like the bigger. He's like trial by fire. You got to go for the big ones. No. And so I the surfers I met were so fucking nice. I mean, it's like that stereotype. They're like, what's up, bro? They were yeah. so peaceful. You know why? Because they're happy. Well, because they're doing what they like. Yeah, and it's hard not to be happy when you're out in the ocean. There. But at one point, I I was trying to catch this wave, and I I turned perpendicular oh, to oh, two yeah. boards, and I clipped them, and they and these were people who had just been like, "Namaste, well, you practicing brother." Respect, bro. Exactly. That's and, on you. And they got so fucking hostile. With me. It's yeah. sort of scary. Uh, no, it is all like it's all love. It's all love. But it's true humility when you go out there. You're like, I'm new. I have to like declare that I'm new. Yeah. I say like I suck. And I don't go for shit unless, like, 
I see that they're not going. Yeah. You know? That's like real just picturing you. humility and respect. Yeah, yeah. It's funny to... Hey, I'm, I'm just picturing you out there with them. Um, <laughs> what, if you could be a professional athlete, you may have just answered this, what sport would you play? Uh, is, chess a, is this chess yeah. a sport? Yeah, I guess Bob, I guess no, that's Gary Casper. Cool. I'd, I'd be, honestly, I would give everything up to have Basketball. progressed at skateboarding and uh-huh. been better. But I don't even consider that a sport. Let's call I call like... You're not a big sports I'm guy. I'm not a sports yeah, dude. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. like golf, I want to learn. I want to learn golf too. I'll, I'll go with you, yeah. Because I think the victory is like doing it when you're 80. So yeah. golf, I feel like you can play, you could be into for the longest period of time because like yeah. basketball, you can't play when you're older and Well, stuff. it's a similar lesson to what you learn about the movies and not doing it for reviews or accolades or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's probably adjacent to that. Uh, no, it's not. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what's your favorite, this is going to be tough to answer quickly, but what's your favorite movie of all time? I always say the same answer, and it's boring and obvious. Yeah, it's Goodfellas, but nothing. It's amazing. Nothing comes close. Yeah, uh, if you had to live somewhere else, where would it be? I would live in Hawaii. Be around beautiful, like oceans and stuff uh-huh. like that. Um, if you could have dinner with three people that are alive whom you've never met, who would they Warren be? Jeffs, Warren Jeffs, <laughs> <laughs> Brian Jeffs, Brian. Samantha no, Jeffs. I, honestly. Dude, I made that's for a perfect example. Like, I would love to make a movie about Warren Jeffs. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like, to bring it back, it's like, what? Do we really need a movie about this? And it's yeah. like, but aren't you interested in how fucked up somebody is? Starring Jack you, Earl Haley or somebody. Or yeah, you. Yeah. You'd be yeah. a great Warren Jeffs. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sam would be a good Warren Jeffs. Yeah. Sam would be a good anything. Yeah, At one best. point, Sam, when I did when Sam was on the podcast, he was I was like, "Who'd you like to play?" He goes, oh, "I'd be cool to play Elvis." And he goes, "Well, you could play Elvis." And I was like, "Sam, I love you, but I can't." You could play, play Elvis. Elvis. Okay. Don't. Uh, okay, so if I get dinner with three people, um, uh, be want to have dinner with my brother for sure. Yeah. I would definitely want to have dinner with um, uh, I think Jesus. Yeah. Guys like. <laughs> Pretty big deal. That's like, such a funny invitation for Jesus. I want to hear his journey through fame. It's probably a lot more difficult than uh, yours or mine. Uh, his ended a little differently. I want to hear who is three people he doesn't want to have dinner with. Him. And then, honestly, Oprah, dude. I, like, love yeah. Oprah, man. Speaking of Jesus. I just, like, imagine yeah. that dinner would be yeah. crazy. Like, she, yeah. a few times I've been lucky enough to meet. She interviewed me once, like, and it's like so. I was like twenty six or something. I was, she was like, like seeing. I was your so soul. like, oh, dude, like this is lame. Like everyone's uh-huh. gonna think I'm corny. Like blah blah. blah. And then like I was like, I love this person yeah. so. Much. After the lunch, yeah. I was like, I was like, I love this person more than I've ever loved a human being. Yeah, I met her briefly. I it was an embarrassing moment when, when Drew was on, and and she was like, they wanted me in the audience, and I was like, I don't want to say anything, and they mic'd me up, and, put them, and I was like, why are you putting them? In? They're like, just in case she talks to you, and I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> and I just got out of the shower, and wore, and Drew was mad. I was late, and I was, my hair was all wet. Um, and she was like, I, how do you? What do you think of Drew? Like, oh, it was awful. Um, uh, who who's your favorite Muppet? Uh, animal. Ah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny. People I really like often say animal. Uh, yeah, 
yeah, a bunch of people. He's really comfortable with himself. Yes. Yeah. He just, he's just honest. He's like an animal, but he doesn't feel like shame about <laughs> yes. it. Animal's problematic now. Speaking of things you can't do, I just, I re- recently. Animal we, the Muppet here? Yeah. Well, I, I watched uh, Muppets Take Manhattan recently. And in the beginning, they're watching all the, the Muppets are watching, I think, the movie. Or they're, they're all in a movie theater. And Animal, this girl runs out screaming, this like large breasted pretty woman runs out and animal can you not say that <laughs> no really but she did have large breasts can you not say that megan okay thank you i'm just kidding i don't i got called my sister like <laughs> <Call Petey. laughs> um but animal runs out she runs out screaming and animals like boobies boob-. he goes out like chasing after oh, her he's uh, got he's kind of like got a peppy le pew vibe yeah. <laughs> Yeah, a little more like like moose. He's a little horny. Pedestrian, yeah. like uh, elementary. Yeah, Peppy Le Pew. Non threatening. Uh, yeah, dude, pervert. animal. I, dude, that's not cool. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's officially yeah. not cool. I don't. I don't need Beanie to tell me. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to yeah. make any calls on yeah, this one. I don't canceled. think running down the street screaming boobies yeah. is okay. It's crazy. It was in a kids movie though. Um, if you could have one, su- <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Oh, easy. I know this. I know this. It's um. Is it called teleportation where I can snap my fingers and be in like Paris yes, or I can yeah. be in like Hawaii? Oh, that'd be amazing. Dude, that's it. Hands yeah. down. I'm so stoked uh, on that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if, if you could be one age for the rest of your life, uh, what would you physically, what would you pick? I guess everything I kind of believe in goes that like I don't want to be one age for the rest of my life. Yeah. I want to keep changing. That's what. That's the right answer. Oh, there's an uh, official yeah, right yeah, answer. Yeah. Oh, these were. But, but you were right <laughs> on a few of these animal you got. Um, dogs, cats. Oh, I hate cats. Yeah. Dogs. I'm really allergic. Yeah, I'm yeah, really allergic to cats. Uh, Beetles, stones. Uh, both. I hate this question. Okay. It's like why do you like the famous question is like choose one of the two the, the two best bands. Right. Right. Well, I like both of them. They're great. I mean, we've talked about legacy. This is the last question in terms of um. You grew up Jewish, but did you grow up with a uh, any sort of spiritual life in like a traditional Jewish sense? Mm-hmm. So do you think about the afterlife? Do you think about your own legacy? Uh, oh, greatest question. I think I've had this discussion recently randomly, not the afterlife part. Uh-huh. I believe in God and I believe in the afterlife and I I just like, I, I do believe in God. Yeah. Um, I hope there's an afterlife. I, I won't say I know. I don't know shit. So like, but I do believe in God. Uh, the legacy thing I think is amazing conversation because legacy. Oh, it was Neil Brennan and you? Oh, dude, that's where I heard it. I was <laughs> yeah. like, it's I like said I had this conversation, oh. but it was listening to your podcast. Oh, that's so cool. It was what Neil and you were saying about legacy. I thought was like the most genius thing ever. And Neil I was like, drops like pearls. dude, he's so fucking smart yeah. and funny. Yeah, and but. Really, so smart. Yeah. Um, I keep th- yeah. He's a genius. I keep quoting he's him a, and thinking about things that he said. Dude, recently. his podcast was the champs was my like my him and Moshe Kasher was like my favorite podcast. Oh, he's got a new one called and which is the best title of any podcast. It's what? called How Neil Feel. <laughs> it's so good. He's is it so, on yet? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, out. Sound it's really to good. Subscribe yeah. to that bitch. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, like, uh, what's it called? The uh, about legacy about about legacy. Oh, I was literally about to repeat what I yeah. you guys said on your podcast, yeah. which is like. It's officially the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. yeah. It's officially, if you had to like say, what is the dumbest thing ever? It's thinking about what people are going to think of you when you're dead. Right. Right. Well, were we talking about like movie stars from like the 20s and 30s who like Jane, Jane to Luli, like people that now nah, you'd be like, who, but at the time I think about that when I walk down, cause I've been walking to the gym down Hollywood Boulevard and mm. all the, the stars, you know, like, first of all, there are homeless people everywhere. And it's the craziest juxtaposition to see like 
these stains of like human suffering and next to like a star and next to like, you know, Calista Flockhart's like star. Uh, I think, I think, I mean, clearly I think that shit doesn't matter. I hope that's very clear about this interview. Yeah. Um, Where would you want your star to be? (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, outside of Fatburger, I really like Fatburger. Um, who I care about, what they think about me when I die, are the people that were in my immediate life. Yeah. If you didn't spend a significant amount of time with me, I don't give a fuck what you think about yeah, me. Yeah. Huh. Uh, That's brand new for me, dude. Because I was, well, like, I was, say, I was like, yeah. doctor cares about who what everyone thinks. <laughs> <laughs> Professor cares what everyone thinks. Like that was my long that's, middle that, name. That's like the most unhealthy shit in the world. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you, you dude. I got to go to jujitsu. Good. Good. You guys can Speaking chill in health. my house in as long no, as no, you want. Hey, I love you. Uh, thank you. I you love have to you, do dude. this. I'm so glad you did. Of this. course, I had to do this. Like I will say. I've said it to you personally, say it to you publicly. I would not be um, the kind of friend I can now be because of you, but also you literally were gave me a place to stay, helped with my career. I would not be, uh, let's say where I'm at is a bad terminology because it doesn't matter where I'm at in my career because it doesn't exist. But like you helped me a lot in my life and well, I love you and I, I care about you. you. It's a point of pride for me. And yeah, I think it worked the out. The only thing I'm pissed at you about yeah. is that Jim, our old landlord wasn't physically, <laughs> how know, did you I not know. physically get <laughs> yeah. him for the podcast? <laughs> so, Shunato Ba. That's what we used to say about Jonah, that he was like a bro. I had never heard that combination of like a, a Jewish kid who like sounded like a little bit like a surfer in California, and that just happened. Yeah, he uh, it was that a little, just happened. A little bit like Bill from Bill and Ted, a little Keanu. No, no, it's a little uh, bit like that. Yeah, well, that happened. Well, that uh, how <laughs> would you say? Uh, well, well, it definitely happened. Yeah, yeah, it one hundred percent happened. Oh no, I know, I was there. Oh yeah, I, I can. T- I could have told yeah. you that before you heard it. Uh, it happened. It was. You know, it's funny. I, I of all these interviews, I think. I mean, definitely not, I think. I definitely know him the best out mm-hmm. of like way more than the other guests. So it was kind of hard for me to to be objective about the interview itself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's it's hard to like analyze. A lot of it just felt in a really good way, I think, kind of like a couple's therapy, like, like you know, friend uh-huh. couple's therapy. You know, we both have... Talk, I've talked about this before, like the uh, struggles with jealousy and like back in the day, like being ha- having a different value system now. And I definitely went through that. There, there was a moment with Jonah that I, of course, when he started to like really blow up and we both had issues with one another that over the years we've since addressed. And in this way, just talking to him here, it was nice to see that they, there weren't any lingering remnants of that. But Jonah did, you know, when he started blown up he he did things to me that i know he regrets i know he regrets and and has made amends for and and i had feelings toward him that i regret feeling because um starting to sound very romantic (laughs) (laughs) well you know like friendships go through we were such good friends that of course both going through such major changes especially jonah that um and stuff like that is bound to happen. And I hate to be cryptic about it, but I am only because like it's it's the stuff itself was not important. It's important between us, but we dealt with it and like have made moved on. I also think it's a lot of people will be able to relate to that. You know, it, when, yeah. you're, when you've been friends with someone for 15 plus years, right. 
it's natural to have that ebb and flow and shit comes up and people get pissed and, but then, and then you make up. But I think the key thing is getting over it getting and, and getting back to where that's you were. Thing. And that's that's when you know you have a friend, like exactly. a friend that's, that will stand the test of time. Because even the best of friends will go through shit. And that's really comforting to me because all that other stuff that gets in the way and I think we've both dealt with that in really healthy ways. And, and he's clearly done a lot of work on himself, yes, I think. You know, yeah, that's yeah. evident. To go from just a kid, like mm -hmm. a random kid uh, growing up in LA, to living in your pantry. Yeah. And like he says, and nine months later, he's on billboards. It's, it's, uh, it, it must, oh. it must be really difficult. I mean, again, you don't want to be like boohoo, like no, feel I bad know, for I someone know. who's a big movie star, but just psychologically, it must be extremely difficult to wade through Maneuver, some of those waters. Yeah, that's know? why Beanie really is lucky that she yeah. has, jo I mean, Jonah talks a lot about how grateful he is to Beanie, but Beanie is too, because that she's had, Jonah kind of like went through all the bad stuff too. And, you know, I remember when we were friends, we formed a, a really quick friendship. And I remember his high school friends later saying, who, who Jonah, in, in this, this will be a testament to his like loyalty. He's still friends with his high school friends. I met Jonah, we were hanging out a lot. I didn't see much of those high school friends. And then th this following summer, then he got into the Judd Apatow crew and, and then I didn't see much of him. And I remember thinking like, oh, you know, I miss my friend. I, he's now, and I remember talking at that time to his high school friend Schmidt and Luke and they were like, yeah, that's how we felt about you. We felt like you had replaced us, you know, and, and then those Apatow guys maybe felt like they got replaced. So he kept climbing this By ladder. Like DiCaprio. Like DiCaprio, and, yeah. And then like now he's hanging out with the Dalai Lama. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah like, I mean, who's left? Yes. <laughs> Pope Francis is like, oh, man, we, we were buddies. <laughs> but um, all of that is he's gone on such a journey and, and a testament to his like character that he is uh, able to recognize the, the mistakes he made. And, um, and he's a better person for it. It's funny, he he refers to himself as a, a dorky guy. He's like, I was just a dorky guy who mm. like A, B, and C happened to. I never saw him as a dorky guy. I never, yeah. and, and he, he may have felt that way. He yeah. may have felt, and I know he admits to feeling insecure about certain things, but from the night I met him, uh -huh. I never would have described him as a dorky guy, only because anyone who would, like I said, hold court around these imp confident, yeah. impressive, like, accomplished like, people. And a lot of alphas, too. Yeah, that's not, yeah. A, to me, that's not what a dorky guy is. But again, I I believe him when he says he felt like that. Mm. But objectively, I don't think anyone would have described him no. as a dorky guy. No, but it's interesting. He he's must... just so self-assured. Yeah. He's, too, he's way too self-assured for me to ever describe him as a dorky guy. That's right. Because I believe him when he says he, he did lack confidence. Way he really pulled off not showing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, great acting job. Yeah. I didn't know this, that he did Cyrus instead of The Hangover. He turned on The Hangover. I didn't which, know that either. Which again, not a dorky guy move, to turn down. <laughs> yeah, dorks would have done The Hangover. To, to, I mean, would in retrospect is has become this you know monster yeah. comedy franchise. I remember when he turned down Transformers 2. You guys talked about yeah. that. And I remember thinking, we both, I, all of us were like, what is Dude, he crazy what doing why would he turn that down it's like the third lead in a massive movie and in order to become as successful as he is i think it requires just this confluence of things it, it requires talent obviously right intelligence good sense of humor courage to go for it yeah but also like it requires a really shrewd sense of decision making totally you know but he really fought hard not to be typecast which is smart but it's it's really 
courageous of him being an overweight guy and saying, you know what? I'm not going to just like play the fat guy. I know. Again, who, not like, a dorky move. Not a dorky move. Yeah. It's like a really cool move. You yeah. Know? God. Confident. Cool. I wish I got into his tattoos. Speaking of cool, he has I so many too. more now. I mean, he. I remember when he got that first one. I remember thinking that is weird. He his first one was Nanny Rules, and it was <laughs> for his grandma, and it was uh, around a heart. It's, it was like a perfect tattoo for Jonah because it was like funny. It was sweet. It was like acknowledging he's very close with his family. It was acknowledging like somebody he loved in his family, but it was also it had everything. And now I see these like designs and eagles and maybe not eagles i'm trying to remember what there were so Pigeon, many pigeons mostly <laughs> sparrows i w- i want to get into them but didn't have time uh i laughed out loud when he said when you guys were talking about zendaya and he said he's the zendaya of his time <laughs> yeah. and i pictured him in one of those billboards yes. with the tear running down his face <laughs> zendaya so funny oh yeah. my god Euphoria. um w- w- he told that story about when he was in the car on the way to that premiere for his movie and, uh-huh. he, was, and he was obsessively checking yeah. the Rotten Tomatoes yeah. score. And not only is it impressive that he admitted that because it's not, it's not, it's not like, flattering. it's not flattering, but the lesson in there is super important because mm-hmm. even, you know, obsessing over Any, this podcast or, or relationships for, or, or for anybody, like how is it doing or what yeah. do people think of it? Or, or like Instagram, like check it out. Did I get enough exactly. likes? Exactly. Validation. Validation. The, I yeah. mean, the lesson obviously being that the thing itself, and in this case, the movie he worked so hard at making with his friends, and mm-hmm. that is the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the experience. That's yeah. the thing that he should uh, care about. It's a really, I mean, it's like a basic lesson, but it's a really important lesson. A lesson that I need to remind myself of constantly, and I think other people Me too. do too. I can see how that was a big wake-up call to, for him, and how it must have changed, like redirected his behavior drastically. Yeah. I think well, I'm just... Like glad that happened to him. Yeah, uh, mid nineties. He said mid nineties is the Christy Yamaguchi story. Really made me laugh. <laughs> that was, that was hilarious. Yeah. There were glimpses of like, oh man, just like being funny and like chit chat. Like we used yeah. to go. We always used to go to this bar, Renee's, and just like laugh and like people watch and like make each other laugh. And there were glimpses of that that were yeah. so fun. Him doing his impression of Dave Matthews Band made me laugh so hard too. And he's like, it's that come out. It reminded yes. me of. Do you remember when I heard him? Uh, he was in his bedroom. And See. He, Oh, have you co-opted the story? Totally. Oh, no, this happened to me. This is I, a perfect example of what we were yeah. talking about. I was in the kitchen and I heard, you know that song? Uh, it's going down. Yep, fall down, off, boy. Sugar, you're going down. Swinging. swinging. Nah, nah, number one with a bullet. A loaded gun complex. Cock it and pull it. So I heard him like loudly singing that song in his room. And I was like making something in the kitchen. And I will never forget how like into it he was and he ended the song by going cock it and pull it and he said it so he sang it so like precisely and like as he finished the song he he opened the door and saw that i was there and he was like so embarrassed and he was like were you there the whole time but it reminded him doing that dave matthews band impression reminded me of that so So i to this day this happened that you caught him it's so funny i love that man i just love the story so much i in my head, I was like, I saw him do that. I could, but it, it, you're right. I, I don't have a clear memory of that. But I always, we always say that to each other now. Cock like, it and pull it. <laughs> cock it and pull it. But we always say, in the, in the, it's always in the context of like, hey, should we go out and should we get a, you know, meet up for a drink or something? And he, and he'll just like, he'll punctuate those texts with like, cock it and pull it. Let's go. <laughs> like, let's do it. <laughs> it was very nostalgic hearing you guys talk about that 
house in Wadsworth. Oh, man. So, that was so fun. And even now I'm like flooded with all these memories that like, oh, it'd be fun to talk about. Like you, you, one of the, I think the only physical fight I got into with a guy was with Jonah. That's right. Um, and we, and me, Jonah and James Duffy, who's hopefully listening, uh, the three of us took on one guy <laughs> and, and jo- it was like a tie because yeah, we all got separated. It, well, and then he put me in a headlock we ha- and on the ground, but his other hand, we were on, the, we ended up on, I ended up on the ground with him cause he swung at Jonah, Jonah, long story, long story. But anyway, I ended up on the ground with a guy and I, rem- I just remember being and not, this makes me sound like tough, but his only because his one arm was put had me in a headlock is the other arm he was on he was like uh-huh. he had fallen on so he couldn't get it out of him from underneath him and the two of us are, it was so funny because it was obviously like very violent and hostile situation but our faces were like kind of like our heads were like mashed together kind of so our faces it was really intimate our, we were like we could have like easily kissed each other <laughs> our faces were next to each other and and i was like Look, this is stupid. What are we doing? We're gonna get kicked out. This is, and I'm trying to like rational. I'm like nervously like rationalizing with him, and he's like, "You motherfucker, I'm gonna fucking kick you!" And he was being a dick, this guy. And as it turns out, um, so then we both got pulled up by bouncers. Both got kicked out. As, as it turns out, the guy had been 86 from this from this uh, from this kid's party. <laughs> no, from this bar called Renee's. He had he had gotten kicked out of Chuck E. Cheese. Too. He ran out of his detention when he was in eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like his take on people pleasers like you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, ta- you know, he talks about not having enough gas in the tank oh, for yeah. your loved ones. So you need to reserve enough of yourself, enough energy for people who re- actually care about you. Yeah, you know, who yeah. re- really know you and That's really good, care about you, mm-hmm. and not. So you can't spread yourself too thin. Which well, I, awesome. I think you sometimes spread yourself too thin. Yeah. I mean, you're good at obviously maintaining room for your loved ones but no but that's important but it's important to keep keep that in mind i think well that relates to the reviews too and critics people on the internet people who don't know you like saying shit i loved the warren jeff's through line throughout the interview and i hope you're not insulted by this but i think you would make a pretty good warren jeff's if there was (laughs) oh my god there's a movie about him oh my god there's something sort of like similar body wise about you guys <laughs> that is you know what that actually like oh man that that makes me all my paranoia is about like my looks like <laughs> he's not an unattractive guy he's shaped like a skexy from the dark crystal <laughs> he has a skexy body he's like a bird man he's shaped like a like a lazy bird <laughs> <laughs> but but you know what you're right i know what you're saying you've just confirmed all of my fears about my physical about my looks <laughs> I, god because i don't have great posture sometimes i catch myself i'm like i look like a nerdy vulture the way i'm standing i'm like hunched. okay you're somewhere in between and he has no chin you're somewhere in between warren jeffs and james, james dean <laughs> you fall somewhere right, in the that. middle okay <laughs> closer to warren jeffs okay um but that was really fun that was that was was really fun fun Uh, i wish i'd been there it was i know we he uh, it was really fun to listen to he he wishes you're very nostalgic i know but didn't it bring back so many fun memories yeah it was really fun uh so thanks to our 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 pal jonah just uh, we love him and and uh i hope you guys enjoyed listening to that um and now i hope you enjoy listening to this we're gonna read another letter as we do uh, and again, if you want to write in yourself, the email address you can write into is lifeisshort at wondery.com. So if you have a letter, if you want to write anything you want, really, but mm-hmm. um, the, our goal is to, uh, to get people to write in and say what they like, how they find 
value in life and and what they certain specific things they do to find uh, meaning in life in their in yeah. their own lives. How they cock it and pull it, cock it and pull it, going down, down. We should have a fallout. I uh, fallout men. They're fallout men now. But it'd be yeah. nice to have fallout boy. Yeah. And soon they'll be fallout senior <laughs> citizens. <laughs> oh, that's so dumb. Um, okay, this is from Kelly W. Hi, my name is Kelly, and today I texted my brother, quote, because life is short. So I figured I'd send you the context. Um, I've been involved with music since I was little, taking piano and guitar lessons in elementary school and singing in choir for over a decade. I'm using some of my music skills at work for an event my manager is running, and she asked me if I play the fiddle. I said no, but I've always wanted to learn a string instrument. Ah, me too, Kelly. Ah, I mean, yeah. I played the violin when I was a kid, but I'm t- desperate to learn. A Who cool, cares? a cool string. Yeah. <laughs> During lunch, I went to a local music store, bought a fiddle. I think she was referring to it as a fiddle. And now I have two months to learn it. My manager was definitely half joking when she asked me, but I figured now is a good time as any to pick up a new hobby. She awakened a little music monster in me, and the monster is ready to learn. How do you half joke about asking someone if they play the fiddle? I know. It's either a full joke or it's or a non-joke, That's right? True. Or is it a serious question? Do you play the, do you play the fiddle? I'm 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 fucking with you. That's a joke. Yeah. It's a weird joke. <laughs> anyway, sorry to interrupt. Doesn't the devil play a fiddle in a lot of like lore? Isn't I'm always seeing like a little devilish person because she says she wakened a little music monster in me. And now I'm pl- I'm picturing like a little like cloven hooved <laughs> demon playing a fiddle. Am I why am, oh, is it Daniel Devil and Daniel Webster? Is he playing? Daniel Webster? Oh, <laughs> oh no, no, the devil went the devil went down to Georgia. I was looking oh, for a soul to God, see it. Yeah, okay. it was yeah. that guy. Save it for that guy's podcast. <laughs> Moving on. Okay, so I told my brother, this is back to Kelly. I t- <laughs> Kelly didn't do a Charlie Daniels digression. So I own a fiddle now, and I'm going to learn it because life is short. That's cool. That is cool. Trying a new thing. <sighs> Man, I, I, feel, I feel like trying a new thing and like trying to learn an instrument or learning a language, I feel like that automatically is going to make your life better. Just the pursuit of doing something new. Totally. You know? Just doing it. Just having that in your back pocket. Being, having that, it makes you richer. It makes traveling easier. I've been trying to learn, my language, my Spanish is so limited that every year I get inspired to learn it again and, and um, I don't. So well, I have to do that. thanks for your motivation, Kelly. Yeah. And uh, thanks for writing in and thank you guys for listening to Life is Short and thanks uh, to the great Jonah Hill. Uh, Our old uh, housemate, your old roommate. Yeah. It was really fun. Life could be a dream. Life could be a dream. Thank you guys for listening uh, to Life is Short. If you enjoyed the show, maybe give it a five-star review. I feel weird asking. No pressure, no pressure. No pressure, no pressure. You don't have to. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and every major listening app as well as Wondery.com. Life is Short is hosted. 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 (laughs) By me, Justin Leung. It's produced by Christian Long and Megan Monaco. Michelle Lands, Mish, is our senior producer. Our engineer is Marcelino Villapando. Executive produced by Marshall Louis and Hernan Lopez for Wondery. Our theme song is performed by our other very good friend, Harmar Superstar. Would I do this? Yeah, to the skin. Give yourself a chia head in your own head. Uh-huh. And it looked like that. It'd be that chia like type. Wait, 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 wait. I shaved my head and I and I sprinkled seeds like that. L- like you're that head. Yeah, but you do it to your own head. With chia? With, yeah, exactly. With... How would I do and that? And it grows. And it grows. How would I do that? It's impossible. I'm saying hypothetically. 
Okay. I'm saying if this was a possible thing. <laughs> okay. If Malta would I make myself a chia head? Yeah. Would you make yourself a chia head uh-huh. with that like substance and that loop? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, for one year of your life. Wow. For two million dollars. And you can never wear a hat. Can it be a year that I'm with a woman who likes me? No, it starts tomorrow. Oof. I can never wear a hat? No. Holy shit. Two million dollars? Two million dollars. Tax free? Um, no, it's taxed. It's like, um, think of it mm. like it's a, uh, an estate tax. Hmm. And it's hard. I'm trying to imagine what, like, realistically, be like, why take the tax? I was just complicating the hypothetical. Let's say <laughs> tax-free one million dollars for okay. you. Okay, one million. <laughs> I don't. It's th- so funny to try to picture your face with that lady. I'm. Face uh, and I'm also imagining going to sleep and them coming off so easily. Fun. Oh, I think it'd be comfortable. It would be like no, it'd no, be very soft. Wouldn't they fall off easily? They're little tiny petals. <laughs> Are you picturing me with them falling off, like mashed? <laughs> It'd be ludicrous. You could wear a hat. Never mind. I would need like ten. I need a lot. I need a lot of money. Are you imagining I'm putting me if you had an actual yes, chair? I'm picturing you <laughs> dealing with that hair and having little pieces fall off. And they'd be so broken. It'd be so fun to laugh at you. <laughs> It'd be so fun to laugh at you. I do it for a month. I do it for a month. That's not on the table. Is it, how much would a month be? That'd be funny a too. But you could always just like kind of take a year off and stay inside and like write a and like year? And... a year. It'd be yeah. so depressing. Not the whole year. You go out like once a week. But then I'd be like the chia head freak. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be tough. That'd be tough. Oh my god. No girls. Forget girls. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you were like a hipster novelty. Exactly. You might get girls. That's true. And by the way, in this hypothetical, you couldn't explain that it was like a dairy you were doing. You didn't have to say, like, no, this is my hair. It's true. Like, Dennis Rodman like has, like, crazy green afro, so it's their plants. <laughs> hey, Prime members, you can listen to Life is Short ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free 
right now on Wondery Plus.